104, the Athletic Podcast Network. This is the update. I'm Adam Copeland. On today's show, we'll talk to Aaron Reese, who covers the Houston Texans for the Athletic, about the pending move for Deshaun Watson. Also, could the 49ers be in the market for new free agent pass rusher J.J. Watt, who spent the first part of his career in Houston, undoubtedly a Hall of Famer, but wants to play for a winner at the back end of his career. He could certainly help a team in the pass rushing game like the 49ers. That, of course, if Nick Bose is healthy. However, J.J. Watt could have interest in going to join his brothers in Pittsburgh. All stuff we can talk about with Aaron Reese, who joins me next. It's Wednesday, February 17th. It's my pleasure to welcome in Aaron Reese to the podcast. He covers the Houston Texans for The Athletic. And Aaron, I imagine that uh, you're getting all kind of calls, texts, questions, not just from like people in the media, but like friends who want to know where Deshaun Watson is going to end up, man. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. It's been nonstop, but you know, I try to stay positive and say that it's like better than covering some seven to nine team that, uh, you know, it's not really doing much or doesn't have an answer at quarterback. And at least the Texans always make it interesting. That's one thing you can say about them. So what's the temperature like right now in Houston? Cause all the news we get at the national level and, and being that I'm here in the Bay area, 49er fans, anytime a quarterback becomes available, it's a topic of discussion, but then people start going into old tweets and Instagram photos and trying to figure out which city a guy is fond of. But what is the temperature of the fan base right now in Houston? I mean, there's been a lot of overturn with the front office. Obviously, Bill O'Brien fired this year. They've traded Hopkins out of town. J.J. Watt is gone. And now Deshaun Watson is asking out, are, are people upset? What's the deal? Yeah, I mean, I, I think, you know, it's interesting. Like, when O'Brien was the coach, I think there was a lot of apathy permeated through the fan base. People kind of being like, you know, this guy can win 10 games, wins these divisions all the time. But the AFC South is a bad division anyway, and he doesn't do anything in the playoffs. And I think that that's all true, but you know, you think about it now, I think a lot of people probably would be happy for that in place of this. You know, people are probably lower than they've ever been. I saw a radio columnist here the other day kind of was debating whether the team had a better outlook the first year of its expansion or right now. And the fact it's kind of even a debate, I think, says a lot just about the state of where things are at. You know, this team just parted ways with J.J. Watt, who's like one franchise icon. And if you get rid of Deshaun Watson, I mean, there's not a lot of star power on this team and kind of very little people for, you know, fans to rally around. Maybe let's start with the J.J. Watt thing, since that's like, that's tangible. We know he's gone. He said his goodbyes. He's been released. It was a mutual parting, I guess, right? But it was more that J.J. Watt was ready to go and the franchise was ready to move on from him, I guess. For a team that's looking to add a pass rusher, and he's a guy who played this year but didn't put up huge numbers, and I know he's had injuries in the past, what can people expect to get from him? Obviously, he's a leader. He was beloved in the city, but does he still have the ability to be that Hall of Fame talent on the field? He's not who he was when he was 25, but he's still really good. He's still be really disruptive. I think his pass rushing numbers, which were his worst of his career in a 16-game season, but it was kind of oversold his decline. You have to keep think about the context of kind of the, the season as a whole, right? I mean, the Texans were 4-12. and They were played in a lot of blowouts, and they couldn't stop the run. So he had the second fewest of his career while trailing in a fully healthy season, which to me basically means, you know, the quantity and quality of his pass rushing opportunities were down. So naturally his sacks are going to be down. He had five this year and, and 17 QB hits, but that's still pretty solid. A lot of teams would add that as kind of a complimentary rusher. And there's still a guy who can affect the game in other ways. I think he had 14 tackles for loss and seven pass breakups. And the, you know, he's always been great at swatting the ball. He still led all defensive linemen in that category. So if he gets more surrounding talent around him, he was the most double team guy in the league this past year. 
if he gets you know better defensive front to be part of on a contender, I think if he put up double his sacks next season, I wouldn't be surprised. It's funny because with defensive players like that, it's always obvious when you put other great guys around him, then players start to look fantastic. There's very few guys who I think who are like Aaron Donald or DeForest Buckner who can change and wreck a game by themselves. And I think J.J. Watt used to be that guy, but that ability is not necessarily there. Why did the relationship sour? What was it that made him want out of Houston? And why was Houston so happy to appease that wish? The relationship did not sour in the degree that a uh, the Watson one did. I think the Watt one is more traditional in that it's just, you know, this is kind of a, a franchise icon guy, but you can see that this team is not really going to be a contender. I mean, even if they keep Watson, you know, this team won four games with Watson this year. So this is going to be a rebuilding team. And he said he didn't want to be part of a rebuild, you know, here at the end of his career. He thinks he's a few year, good years left. He didn't want to spend them that way. He obviously has never made it to a uh, conference championship game. So he wants to kind of chase the Super Bowl, which a lot of, you know, older accomplished players want to do and they haven't done it. So I was a little surprised that they chose to um, release him versus, you know, try to trade him. I don't think necessarily he would have gotten a, a ton of value back for him, but you could have gotten something. And, you know, the Texans don't have a lot of draft picks, so they could always use something. But I think, you know, with the kind of the, the PR crisis of this Watson thing hanging over them, it was kind of a an easy victory to say, look, you know, we, we, get, we gave him his release and he can go wherever he wants. We're, we're doing right by him or whatever, which, you know, I guess I understand. But if you're only choosing to operate that way because you've messed up with, in your relationship with your quarterback, kind of speaks to like a, a broader, you know, dysfunction. We'll be right back after a quick word from our sponsors. So is the feeling in Houston, like generally that Deshaun Watson, obviously he's a franchise quarterback. And I think when you sign a quarterback to a big contract and they have, they give him his extension and they want him to be there for long term, you're going into a partnership, right? We've seen in the last week or so, Russell Wilson made similar comments that, yeah, I'd like to be involved in some of the decision making that happens with the talent we bring in. Why is it that Deshaun Watson feels so jaded or left out in the cold by the organization? Was there something that they absolutely passed on talking to him about? Was it the addition of Casario? Was it the head coaching search? What is it that really upset Deshaun Watson and made him want to ask out? You know, it's a combination of things. I think it really starts with DeAndre Hopkins' trade, uh, you know, what you find out about on social media, and then kind of the flying by the seat of their pants sort of the team building approach that seemed the Texans were taking and, and kind of, uh, you know, having this dysfunctional sort of roster. You're spending almost as much money on running backs as cornerbacks. You have all these, you know, highly paid second re- receivers on second contracts, and they can't really get them all involved. And, the defense is so bad because of the way you've handled the offense and the money on that side. And he's losing for the first time in his career. And then he finds out about the GM hire also on social media. You know, so it's, like, it's a pattern of kind of disrespect and not having a ton of faith in, in the team's plan. And, you know, I think at one point in the NFL, maybe that's, he's the sort of quarterback who just has to tough it out. And he's, he's the guy who, you know, is just kind of stuck on that team for the rest of his career and wasted talent or whatever. But, you know, I think we're just also in kind of a, a different era in sports where athletes don't necessarily have to accept that or they don't think they have to accept that, at least. He's kind of pushing a boundary here because obviously we've seen other, you know, star players in the NFL, including Jalen Ramsey, who's represented by the same agent, you know, force his way out of a team. But it has not been a, a quarterback after signing, uh, you know, less than five months after signing a mega extension. So it's kind of a, a crazy precedent he would set here if he got traded. It's funny. It's very NBA, right? We see this in the NBA all the time. Guys get their contracts and then decide they want to move to a different team. And you're right. We haven't seen it at this level for this big of a name in the NFL, which is, I I guess, sort of begs the question now, like, is there any tangible evidence to suggest where he would want to go? Like everybody, I know here in the Bay Area, everybody's looking at that photo of him that surfaced in a Joe Montana jersey. And there have been reports that he, you know, is intrigued by the 49ers. I think anybody would be intrigued by a team that they could go to and maybe immediately compete. He's looking at, at what 
what a trendy situation would be for him, what a good coaching situation would be for him. Is it all speculation right now, or is there any evidence to suggest he's got interest in going somewhere? I mean, he definitely wants to be traded, right? I mean, I don't think it's a matter of like one or two teams necessarily. I think when you are this dissatisfied with the Texans, you're going to keep your options open. I do think the Niners would be pride as just a football fan like the one that would be fun to watch. He's incredible kind of on rollout and out of the pocket and making stuff happen in that way. I think PFF graded him as top quarterback on, on rollouts and, and bootlegs. And obviously Kyle Shanahan loves to deploy those. I think it would be a really good fit. You know, the Jets are kind of another one that's been rumored, but you know, if the Jets trade for him and they don't necessarily have like the assets to then build around him. And that was a team that almost went winless this year. The Dolphins, I think kind of are in position to have the assets trade for him, but still be able to build something around him. So Niners and, and Dolphins are two teams that kind of intrigued me as landing spots for him if the Texans do indeed have to move him. But at the moment, they are, you know, they're kind of shutting down calls now. They're not looking to move him. Yeah, they keep saying they're not they're not taking calls. Like, I feel like you should at least listen, right? Even if you're not planning on moving him, you should listen to what teams are, are offering you or what they would give you. Do you buy that, that they're really not going to, to move him? Do you think it's lip service? And if so, do you get the impression they're trying to convince him otherwise that this is the place for him? I think they're at least, I mean, I guess lip service in the sense that it doesn't really mean anything if you choose not to move him in February, right? I mean, the season's far away and, and the draft's still far away and whatever. So I, I think right now it's genuine. They, you know, they want to try to hold on to him. You want to try to fix the situation. And, and they would be foolish not to, right? I mean, I think the guy did just sign a contract and he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. You shouldn't just give up right away. I mean, you, you should try to convince him otherwise. But right now, them saying it or them not taking calls, that it only means so much at the moment. I think. It's going to become more interesting and it will, you know, a more of a pressure point kind of arrives when free agency starts and then really when the draft is you know, approaching because that's when kind of you got to make a decision. Are you going to trade him then? You're going to find your new quarterback in the draft and kind of move on? Are you going to be prepared for him to maybe sit out the offseason program, sit out of the season and with, you know, a, a kind of a bridge solution and maybe go like 0-16 if you don't even recruit any draft capital for Deshaun Watson? I mean, this team won four games with Deshaun Watson. I think we're just about to engage in a, in a staring contest, and we're going to see who blinks first, really. It's great insight to what's going on in Houston. I know 49er fans would love to have Deshaun Watson here, and I know Texans fans would love to keep him in Houston. I think every team would like him on the team, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think your offseason, man, may be busier than a, than a four-win regular season, dude. you got some stuff coming up. Without a doubt, without a doubt, yeah. Get some rest, man, and I'll try to catch up with you during the season. I think the Niners play the Texans next year, the AFC South. So uh, we'll, we'll try to catch up midseason, man. Thanks a lot. Okay, sounds good. Thanks. Great stuff from Aaron Reese there. Yeah, the 49ers go down to Houston, or they'll play Houston. They play the AFC South this season, so you get a little look at, at potentially the new-look Houston Texans. Maybe Deshaun Watson ends up here. He'll be playing his former team. Of course, they'll also get a look at the Jacksonville Jaguars and Urban Meyer, and uh, I would assume Trevor Lawrence, but that is yet to become official. Thank you to Aaron. Thank you to Brian. Thank you to you, the listener. If you're enjoying the podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe wherever it is that you're listening to us. We love bringing you the best stories in Bay Area sports. Today's the day the San Francisco Giants reported for spring training. We'll dive into some more Giants baseball in the coming weeks, as well as some Oakland A's stuff. They've added some new arms to their bullpen, and they've made a big trade. Chris Davis out to Texas, Elvis Andrews into Oakland. So all stuff we can talk about as baseball season is rapidly approaching. Enjoy the week. We'll talk to you Friday.